Second and victory. After five weeks, the Tennessee Titans are sitting atop of the AFC South. It was a rocky start. We told you guys not to panic, and look what happened. Three straight wins. Welcome back to the Second and Victory Podcast. My name is Austin Nelson. I am joined by my co-host, Chris Carter. What's up? How's it going? Good, man. Just you and I tonight. Uh, Brett yep, just had, us. A bir- had a birthday, so we have some, some dinner playing, so the show must go on. So it's you, you and me. Yep, let's do it. Before we get into it, y'all know what I always say. Stop the podcast. Go hit subscribe. If it's your first time listening, welcome to the podcast. We appreciate the support. Uh, make sure you're spreading the word about the podcast. Um, and again, hit that subscribe button and download. Uh, make sure you get these podcasts on a weekly basis. We appreciate all the support. We are brought to you by BroadwaySportsMedia.com. Um, Broadway Sports Media is the Best place to get all your latest Titans coverage and news, uh, multiple podcasts, uh, great articles from so many different writers. You can also get your Nashville Predators coverage and Nashville SC news as well. A lot of big things coming right now in uh, the Nashville sports market. Uh, some exciting stuff. So check out Broadway Sports Media for all that. Uh, Chris, it was an interesting game, to say the least. Um I think we've always said that the Titans play up to their opponents and play down to their opponents. And that was just kind of a it's kind of a mixture of both. You saw some good things from the Titans Sunday, and you saw a lot of eh uh from them. But yeah. one of the positives they really ex- go ahead. They uh they really exposed uh our offensive line there. Um but yeah, let's let's start with some positives. We'll get into that uh, in a second. You know, I like when when we hit there's a win. Let's talk about the positives first. Yeah, let's let's go with the positives. Uh Derek Henry. Derrick Henry to start with, uh, still doing the damn thing. Again, what what I want to see, we've seen improvement from Derrick the last couple of weeks. Um, I still don't think we've seen what Derrick is fully capable of, and I think that has something to do with the offensive line. We've talked about that. Right. Uh, Twenty eight carries, one hundred two yards, uh, two touchdowns. I actually won a bet on Sunday. I placed a single bet on Derrick to score two touchdowns, and that hit. So I was kind of proud of myself for that. Nice. Yeah. I I thought Derek ran really well. Um, mm-hmm. He he was getting some uh, he was getting some real real effort runs. I think where you know there were there were some times where you could tell the protection kind of broke down, but he was still chugging chugging ahead for some extra yards. Uh, really love seeing that out of Derek. Obviously, uh, I saw a couple. I, I think I noticed it twice where he just like looked fired up after after a good run. Uh, we saw that uh, on the called back touchdown, uh, the bogus uh, yeah. Traylon Burks holding call. Um, yeah. We saw we saw him get really fired up then too. Uh, that's I feel like that's kind of unusual out of Derek. He's always kind of been like just a uh, you know actions speak louder than words guy, but now he's kind of getting fired up, and I like it. Um, he, he's got a, I think he he feels like he's got something to prove, uh, yeah. and I think he's doing it. I think so too. On on one hand, like the identity of the team is still there. Like Derek is still Derek. Um, yeah. On the other hand, like your other playmakers that you wanted to, you, we thought before the year, like Austin Hooper, always going to come in and make a big impact on third down, has not been anything. 
Robert Woods. They're just not getting him the ball. Nick Westbrook, he had a big play Sunday. But outside of that, they've just not got the playmakers, the, the receivers, for that much involved. Um, even Kyle let's, Phillips. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that deep ball. 61 yards, play. 61 air yards off balance. Here's what pisses me off. If that's Mahomes, Josh Allen, that's all over Sports Center. That's on every single yeah. social media post you see with some sort of sports news. Because it's Ryan Tannehill. It's just whatever. Yeah. It sucks, because that's a hell of a I don't throw. Know. And I don't even think that was his best play of the game. That that little shovel to Dontrell Hilliard. Oh my God. I mean, he was wrapped. He was Dude. wrapped up. I think on the broadcast, uh, they said that took every muscle in Tannehill's body to, to get off. And it it did. I mean, it was that was a tough throw. If I remember correctly, it was third down for the first down, right? It was. Yep. Big play. Yeah. And, big, and big. again, Dontrell Hilliard making making plays. I mean, that's been cool to see too. That touchdown, uh, the the fake screen to Derek back to to Dontrell. Yeah, that was like that was probably the most creative play that the Titans have run all season so far. From yep. Todd, like you could tell how fired up the offense was, how fired up Todd was after that. Let's yeah. see more of that. Like, let's do more I, of that. that I like to see it. I like, like seeing his reaction on the sideline there. A good drive to see Todd get into yeah. the kiss. I don't know who he was kissing too, but he kissed somebody. Yeah. Maybe it was Tim <laughs> Kelly. Maybe Tim Kelly made that play for him. Maybe. Yeah. Um, Thanks for making me look good, Tim. Exactly. Thanks <laughs> uh, for a week. Yeah, I, I mean, we you know the week before we saw that uh, the uh, pass to to Chig uh, where they put Derek at fullback and. I mean that that kind of creativity I think has kind of been missing, um, and and that's I think that's really nice to see. Um, uh, you know, I, it, and it comes down to like, yeah, the play call's good, but it, it has to be executed, and you know they're executing those, so I think that's huge. I think so too. Um, another positive, I think on a, a win is a win. Uh, you get out of Washington with another W. Uh, you're again, like I said, you're first in the AFC South. Uh, now you had some help. Uh, the Jags lost, so it's huge. It was not pretty, uh, but you got out there with a game winning interception from David Long. What a play that was! Uh, it should not have been that close. The Titans could have closed it out with about five minutes to go, uh, but of course, three and out. You get the ball back to uh, Carson Wentz, and Carson Wentz did Carson Wentz things. So, um, I think that was another positive, no matter what. You know, you can, team. you can always count on Carson Wentz doing Carson Wentz things. Always. I think – I don't think he's ever beat the Titans. I think he's now 0-4 against the Titans. Lost when he was with the Eagles. Lost twice last year with the Colts, and now this one. Yeah. What about uh, what about the defense, uh, the run defense? Look good. And I, I will say this. We talked about it last week. The commanders don't have a good offensive line, and two – they just don't have um, experience and just, I, I think, a, a a capable running back. Like, Antonio Gibson's good at times, but he's just not somebody that you're going to, like, game plan for. He's more of your, he's more of your gadget running back. Sure, and, like, the whole Brian Robinson thing, that was a cool story. He comes out to many men. What a, what a hype thing that was. Um, but I think he had eight carries for 22 yards, and one of those runs came out like a, a 10 or 12-yard carry. So, like, he didn't do much either. Like, but you're right, right. though. Like, no matter what, it was improvement from, from that side um, compared to what we've been seeing. It looked good against the Colts. Um, 
it looked okay against the Raiders. Not great. Jacobs kind of still did what he wanted to at times, but it was better than compared to the, the Bills and the Giants games. Um, yeah. yeah, it's, it's much it's much improved from where it was. Um, but, and kind of to your point, yeah, this wasn't a good uh, Russian attack by any means, but that's, I think that speaks even a higher volume in that they did what they were supposed to do, right? You're not supposed to let this team get running yard, uh, rushing yards on you, and they didn't. Uh, I think another positive that it's back to back weeks now from this guy, uh, and this is a, this is a, this is a player that we've we've watched develop and grow, and it's Tier Tart. Yeah. Um, another, you know, had a good day Sunday. Dropped backs and coverage on that on that uh, one of those goal line stands and uh, makes a play on the ball. Now, Chris, what I do have a problem with is that he leads the team in pass breakups as a defensive lineman. That's a, yeah. that's a huge issue. It is. It is. Uh, he's he's been he's been uh, like swatting them left and right. I feel like uh, from his position, uh, it's been interesting to see like his. It's just maturity on the field. Uh, I think he's really growing into that role uh, and getting to play alongside uh, one of the best players, uh, defensive players in the NFL, and Jeffrey Simmons. I think it's probably, uh, you know, uh, aided, uh, aids that. But, um, yeah, I mean, Tier Tord has been unbelievable. You see it more often than not. Like, I, I – Correct me if I'm wrong, but maybe once a game, if not once every other game, like you're seeing the Titans have a tip ball at the line. It's because they're working on it yeah. so much practice. Like since Vrabel has become the coach, you see that kind of more and more than I've ever had before as a Titans fan. Um, yeah. They, they really coach on that. So it's kind of fun. I mean, that, that's a, it takes one play away from the from the offense. Um, you do it multiple times a game, and, you know, it kind of disrupts and, 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 and kind of makes the quarterback uneasy that they can't throw the, the – the flats or the right. the crossing routes or whatnot. So, yeah, yeah, they're really uh, they're really getting their hands up in those windows, uh, and and which is exactly obviously like you're saying that's what their practice that's what they practice to do. If you can't get to the quarterback, get your hands up. Um, so to not only do do that where they're getting their hands up, but to to actually get their hands on the ball, I think it's been awesome. I think so too. Um, I think another positive that we're not really talking about, Ryan Stonehouse. Yeah, stud. He uh, he had one. His, I think it was his first point of the game was kind of short. Uh, but that dude, like, I mean, he is he is booting them. Uh, he leads the league in punting average right now, as a rookie. Yeah, as an undrafted rookie, Chris. It's wild. Like, it's wild. again. We're all still sad to see Kern go. Like it's we're not seeing six out there, but like you know, four could be the new six. Yeah, it's super early, but like what you've seen so far from rookies, it's, it's promising. That's for sure. Um, yeah, I agree. Had the most uh, yards, like total yards, has the has the best average. Um, he is tied for fourth and longest punt in seventy yards. Dude's a baller. Yeah. He's been fun to watch. Also, uh, another interesting stat uh, with that, even though he's the got the highest average, the return yards are also the highest. Like when an opponent returns the punt. Yeah. 
at the highest yards. Oh well, which is kind of detriment. I mean, that's that's a it's a coverage issue, right? One hundred percent. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a stone house issue. Yeah, right. I just thought it was kind of funny. So that's an Alkerman issue. Get it together, Alkerman. Alkerman's been an issue. Yeah, been an issue. Um. So yeah, that was. I mean, that's the positives from Sunday. And again, you walk in there with the win. Um, a very I do. Exciting I do want to backtrack. Uh, you you kind of mentioned about Robert Woods' involvement, but uh, one thing I've liked, I think he's gone three straight games uh, with four catches at least. I think he had five and one. So I mean, they they are getting him the ball, uh, and he's you know he's making some stuff happen. But I mean, I feel like especially with the receiving core the way it is, if you can get Robert Woods the ball seven times a game, uh, you're in a much better situation. Well, I think he had eight. I think he had eight targets. So I mean, they're trying. Um, I don't. I don't know the the situation with those four that weren't completions uh, necessarily. But it, you know, I think that's a guy you've got to try to get the ball in his hands as much as possible. One hundred percent, especially with trailing out um, for you know at least four games, three more now. But like, I've seen less Nick this year without A.J. Brown than I did when A.J. Brown was here. Like, we saw Nick all the time when A.J. was yeah. here. It was more than it was A.J., but now it's less Nick with no A.J. It just it Make that yeah. make sense. It makes no sense. But, like, at the same time, you're like, is, is are we seeing any receiver outside of Robert Woods? No. Like, I like mean, you're, you're seeing flashes of a little bit of everybody. You're like, all right, cool, hey. Uh, he's yeah. still on the team. He, he made a play. Great. It, I, you just – I've seen less play action – this season, we know that's the Titans' bread and butter with Tannehill. That's what's that's what's worked. Um, yeah. The passing game has been atrocious, and I think we all thought that Tim Kelly would come in and elevate that. Haven't seen that yet. Um, they've had a weird identity this season, and we know the identity is Derek. It's not what I'm getting at, but it's been it, it, it's just been a weird how they're u- utilizing the passing game has not sat right with me. It, they're just not getting the playmakers involved. Like okay. you, you brought in Bobby Trees to like for those for the for the deep passes. I've yet yeah. to see one pass, and I even asked Sunday that one pass. Uh, there was two, I believe. One that Nick missed, Tannehill overthrew him, I believe, early in the game, and then the long one to Nick later on that he caught. I, I could probably count on they've had what less than ten deep passes this season. Oh uh, uh, yeah, uh, way less than ten. Yeah, that sucks. Like, I mean, you, you're you're your offense is so predictable right now. Yeah, I mean, Cody Hollister had that twenty-two yarder. Cool. <laughs> I've said it before. There's nothing against Cody Hollister, but like, I, I just can't stand him. I hate watching him on the field. It's, like, it's something against Cody Hollister. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. In the not not against the person, it's against the player. That's it. It's like, all it I is. don't want Cody Hollister, Cody Hollister out there. I, I'm sorry. I think it's the long hair. It's the number. Um, maybe it's Hollister. Maybe it's because I it was American Eagle guy, and I wasn't a Hollister guy. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> Titans. Uh, Titans are 29th in the lead in passing yards per game. Yeah, that's rough. Not good. With with the likes of uh, Mariota, Daniel Jones, and Justin Fields, this is where they're at. So after five games, yeah, offense is uh, 30th. Total offense is 30th. That's oh my god, thirtieth. Yeah, 
Like, it makes you miss. Like I said last week, like, I kind of want to see the Falcons fail so Arthur can come home. That's what I'm That's what I'm pulling for right now. Uh, 20th in rushing, 29th in passing. The defense, on the other hand, 26th in total defense. 8th in rushing, so we've talked about that, and it's improved, but 30th in passing as well. Like, that secondary, we'll get on in a second, is just fucking atrocious right now on so many levels. Um, yeah. I will say defense is th- first on third down, so that's huge. They're getting off the field on third down um, and 18th in scoring. I believe they're first on third down and last in fourth down, so that's kind of funny. So, yeah. You want yeah, I think, to, uh, what game was it? Was it the Raiders completed three of three on fourth I down? So. I, if, if you if you're an NFL team, you're listening to this right now, and you want to stay on the field, go for it on fourth down because the Titans are not <laughs> going to be able to stop you. But um, all right, some some negatives from the game because there was the game was not all pretty. Uh, and and again, like I just talked about, we'll start here. The secondary um, bad again. And I don't know if it has anything to do with Amani Hooker being out and Elijah Molden, but I want to be very thankful when both those guys are back in this in the secondary um, because we're seeing that you can't rely on Caleb Farley right now. Um, you can't rely on um, Roger McCreary at times. He had a better game Sunday, but it it's still not great. Fulton has shown flashes at times. Um you still got old Terrence Mitchell out there. It's it's just not a, a not a fun secondary like we, we thought it would be to begin with. No, um, I, th- I believe Rabel did mention that there's a chance Molden's back after the bye. Uh, hopefully, uh, Ugo Amadi is back after the bye. Um, I mean, it's, it's a situation where you're you're depleted. I mean, back there. It, Knowing that Caleb Farley hasn't panned out the way you hoped he would to start the season, still have hope in, for him in the future. But uh, it's it's a situation where, yeah, you're having to play the likes of Terrence uh, Terrence Mitchell. You know, um, I think once that secondary is healthy, uh, and you're, I I would think that there's a good chance you're looking at a starting secondary that looks like Fulton and McCreary on the outside with. I would think Molden on the inside, but maybe Ugo Amadi uh, starting, I, and then yeah. what about him? And then uh, Byard, Byard, and Hooker. Uh, I mean, that's I think that's a a pretty decent secondary, um, but it's kind of been weird how they've been rotating these cornerbacks with it depleted, and um, I I don't I don't really care for it, uh, but I get it because you're so depleted there, so. You know, hopefully we, we get some stability back there after the bye. Well, and I think one positive about this secondary, maybe it's just the defense as a whole, but obviously you got you to credit to the secondary here. Um, they're finding a way to shut down team's best players. So they shut down Devontae mm-hmm. Adams and Darren Waller, right? Uh, against the Colts, they shut down Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman Jr. And then last week, they, they, they shut down McLaurin for the most part. They're letting other guys beat them. So if you remember, it was Matt Collins yeah. against um, the Raiders, and then it was Mo Ali Cox against the Colts, and then it was Diami Brown. Diami Brown, yep. Snapped against the Titans. Like, it's always that one guy. So they're shutting down the main players, 
but it's also it's, it's somebody else you have to watch out for. And they're not game planning for. So you haven't yeah. seen like a they're they're letting the B team beat them. Exactly. You haven't seen like a really complete game from from the defense yet. Um, in that second half, uh, I think Curtis Samuel kind of started to to catch fire, but mm-hmm. by that time too too it's a little too late. But let's talk about Caleb Farley for a second because that play that he got burnt on that first touchdown to Diamond Brown. Um, if you go back and watch that replay, you already see him backpedaling before the the ball snapped. And at that point, for a guy that who, that we know has a four three speed, he doesn't look like it right now, and he may have lost yeah, that I was, step. ACL. I was uh, I was listening to one hundred four five the other day, and Blaine was talking. Blaine Bishop was talking about that exact thing. Uh, he said that that's a guy that does not have four three speed right now. No. Uh, I, he's still working his way back from an ACL. Like it, the, we know that window is longer uh, than than most injuries. Uh, hopefully, he gets back to that four three speed. But I mean, just the weird part about it is like all we heard during camp was how Caleb Farley was flying all over the field. Uh, I mean, Buck has even mentioned it fairly recently about how like the difference in how he looked in camp versus how he looks now is like night and day. Um, I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I still think the confidence is a major issue. Um, Kevin Dyson has even mentioned the confidence with Caleb Farley I've heard, but it's, it's a situation where I, I think he's faster than he's playing right now. And I think that's part of the problem is he's not playing. He's playing with such a lack of confidence that it's also impacting his athletic ability. But like, do, do we blame him? I mean, every time he makes a bad play, Vrabel's pulling him. Yeah. Like, there's no chance to rebound and be better uh, from the mistake that he made. Um, I don't know, man. You just, you could tell that this and is And also, I mean, even even beyond making a bad play, like, you know, the last, what, four years of his, of his football life, he's gotten injured a lot. So, like, is he playing with that in the back of his mind? Like, oh, man, I could get injured any snap, you know? And if he's and if he's thinking that way, he's more than likely to get injured. Is it a little bit of, of him not trusting his knee, him not trusting his decision making? Um, yeah. He's overthinking things. I think it's a little bit of everything. Like it's not the guy all, that all of the above. Yeah. We were talked up that Caleb Farley would be. And again, we all knew that it was a risk of taking Caleb Farley, yeah. but the risk was worth it. They saw we saw what happened with Jeffrey Simmons. Um, and that's panned out. And then we we hope that Caleb Farley – I'm still – like, I'm not giving up on Caleb Farley, but right now it's not good. No, it's not. Uh, but, I mean, the, you know, we're still not even a point – he's barely, what, got a half a season's worth of games under his belt now. Season yet. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, this is – this was his de facto rookie year, and he was coming off of an ACL. So – it's it's a situation where I hope uh, that we we see some some mental maturity uh, from him and and he gets to a point where he's playing with more confidence and he he utilizes his athletic. I mean that's his best asset, right? Um, what going back to what I was saying about Blaine, Blaine mentioned that maybe one day he's a safety. Like I mean maybe that's what he's going to transition to if he doesn't have that speed. Uh, he's he's kind of got the. He's kind of got he's got the the height to be a stud safety, but does he does he have the is his is his body strong enough to be a safety? 
what I'm hoping is that after this bye week that we get a healthy hooker, you get a healthy mold in. Um, even if other guys that we're not hearing about are banged up, like they get that rest that they need. Uh, Amadi's back. And, like, you, we start to see a full healthy secondary and, like, what what it can be now. Like, can, all right, let, five games has passed. We're three and two. You're ahead in the division. All right, now it's time to play ball now. Like, it's time to lock down at this point four. So that's my hope. Like, if not, it's still yeah. going to be ugly without those guys. But um, I think – and, and the best part – the best part about being first in the division right now and going into the bye is that even if everybody in the division wins next week, nobody can catch you in winning percentage. Right. So right. you're going into week seven first in the division no matter what. That's a positive for sure. Um, all right, another ugly thing from this game, the offensive line. And we know that <laughs> we've known all along it was going to be bad. It didn't help when Lawan went down. Uh, the first three games, the Titans had only allowed four sacks. In the last two, it's now eight sacks. Yep. So, um, line is obviously obviously a problem. Um, so, Chris, what's the issue? Um, you've got a bad left tackle. You've got an undersized left guard. You've got an aging center. Uh, your right guard didn't play. And – your right tackle was a rookie. <laughs> I mean, kind of all of them have a knock against them, I feel like. But uh, I do want to speak to to Dylan Ray Duns. People are arguing on Twitter about his PFF grades, saying he was bad. I don't care about no, the PFF grades on him. He The eye test for him, he looked good. Uh, I'm not saying he was spectacular by any means, but he looked like a starting caliber player uh, when he was on the field this week against some really good defensive linemen. Um, I don't think uh, – I don't think Dennis Daly should be the left tackle moving forward. I don't either. I think he will be. Because what else um, is – I mean, really your two options are are Dylan and LaRaven Clark, unless you make a trade or, or sign somebody. Uh, LaRaven Clark is kind of in a similar situation to Dylan Ray Dunn's in that he hasn't panned out, um, in the, in the NFL. Um, but with Dylan, uh, I mean, I wish they would spend the, the week coming off of the bat, getting, getting him snaps at left tackle to see if he can do it. If not, I, Austin, I'm going to say like, I think Ray Dunn should be starting at left guard over Brewer. I don't disagree. Like, here's the thing. Uh, what, what was the weird stat? Uh, I think the Titans are 2-0. Is it 2-0 or 4-0 when Raiden starts? Like, two and, yeah, 2-0 two two when he and starts. He didn't look bad Sunday. Like, you didn't hear Raiden's name at all on Sunday. And that's a good thing. Yeah. For as I much him, shit as he's got. I saw him get knocked on his ass uh, one time fairly early in the game. But after yeah. that, I felt like he was he was there to play, you know? Um Carter, Keith Carter even talked about how Ray Duns is a pro, uh, and he came in. He he was told that was his his responsibility for the game was to play right guard, and he did it. Um, I, I just I don't know what the disconnect is with Ray Duns inside the locker room during the week, but on the in the two starts we've seen him, and he's been fine. I'm going to kind of go 
talk about transition to this. Like, is it is it time for for John? And maybe he already is. Is it time for John to look outside of of the locker room? Like, is it time for a trade? The trade deadline is November first, um, so there's a couple weeks left until that. But if that's the case, is it? Do you go offensive line? Do you go look for another playmaker, um, specifically wide receiver? Um, I think, I think, and you've seen it more in these like last couple of years, but like the the NFL trade deadline is kind of like it's starting to turn like the NBA trade deadline or the MLB. Like it, it's starting to kind of get more fun now. Um, teams aren't yeah. afraid to make moves as like they they once were before. Um, I'll talk about a few guys for the for the the offensive line. Andre Dillard from the Eagles makes a lot of sense. Um, he's a swing tackle, and the Eagles really don't need him. Chris, they got Jordan Maleta. Yeah. Johnson, um, two really good bookend tackles. Um, I think that guy makes a lot of sense, but it's it's the price. Bad, bad injury history too. I mean, not not a bad injury history, but a a consistent injury history. Very true, one hundred percent. I mean, I think it's the it's the price that I'm worried about. Uh, Isaiah Wynn from the Patriots. Yep. Um, He's still fairly young too, right? Like twenty eight, something like that. Be not even look. Um. This guy's price tag may be way too high. And I don't. I, I 20, really don't. Think Twenty-eight he, or sorry, twenty-six. Yeah, it's 26. I thought I was that that old. Um, Laramie Tunsil for the Texans. Hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking long term here. Um, after yeah. the walk, and so you're, you're still looking for that left left tackle because I think we're all the writings on the wall that tell Lawan won't be back next season. Um, so. Those are guys on top of my head. Anybody that, that comes to mind for you? Uh, no, I mean, I, I think the obviously the big one that pops out is Dillard. Um, I mean, I, I think that's a guy that, like, if you could get a decent price on him, like, he's he's a guy that I think could step in and start. He's very talented. Um, you just kind of have to, to understand that injury history and know that that's a possibility moving forward. Um, but obviously, you know, that's, that's to be said for – for any player in the NFL, really, so um, it's a it's a situation where I think I think if John Robinson was going to make a move for an offensive lineman, Dillard's probably the one I would I would want. Dillard, maybe Josh Jones for the Cardinals. Yeah, possibly he's played guard and tackle, um, but he's kind of you know backing up DJ Humphreys right now um, in Arizona. So um, outside of that, though, so. Matt Rule's fired this week. We all knew that was coming. I think, I mean, I wasn't surprised that if it would have happened right after the game. Kind of like that Herm Edwards deal where he, you know, you saw the video where he gets fired right after the game. Like, it could have been a Matt yeah. Rule. Um, couple things on that. Fucking wild that he's getting paid $848,000 a month for the next 48 months. That's ridiculous. I, I mean, that's I, insane. I blame Tapper for giving him a seven-year deal from college. That's, yep. that's asinine. Like a guy that's unproven in the NFL has never coached. I don't think he's ever coached in the NFL at all. I no, I don't think so either. Um, and you give him a seven-year deal with a shit ton of money? Like, I guess if you got it, you got it. But that's that's crazy to me to give a guy that much money. So, yeah, he could do what he wants to for the next 48 months, sit on his ass and not do anything. But I think we'll see you back on the college level at some point somewhere. 
because um, he was a, a phenomenal coach in college at Temple and Baylor, but just obviously did not with the uh, the Panthers. So the talk is now the Panthers are going to fire sale. They're going to trade a lot of their, their top players in hopes to tank and you know have one of those top draft picks. And then you see a tweet. I saw a tweet, and it said that uh, the GM is uh, having Baker help him in the next process to find a new coach because Baker's their their long-term plan, which I think is absolute bullshit. I think Baker's nothing more than a backup quarterback now. I I don't believe that they're going to involve him in any kind of process. I I mean, I I think Baker will probably be there to compete. I think they'll let him – I mean, they put – you know, they wasted assets on him (laughs) effectively, so – um, you might as well let him stick around and compete, but yeah, I, I don't think he'll be. This is not an Aaron Rodgers situation where you know he's going to have a voice in the next head coach or anything. But I don't either. Um, so a couple of trade targets from the Panthers specifically, um, not for the Titans. I'm just let's get let's get the big one out of the way. Let's the get Titans, the big one out of the way. I think there's any reason to go get Chris McCaffrey, you're out your fucking mind. It's never going to happen, okay? But that's the big one, which if that happened, Chris, that would be a – I mean, that's a massive in-season trade to go down. Yeah. Um, yeah. I saw the Bills inquired about him, which would be just not fair if that was the case. I don't see how that would even work. I agree. Um, he'd be nothing more than like a – he's kind of like that Debo. Like, I mean, he'll be all over the field rather than just yeah. running back in that offense. You could do anything with him. Uh, but Terrence Marshall, uh, I thought was an interesting name. And then the big one, DJ Moore. Chris, DJ Moore. DJ Moore makes so much sense for this offense. I mean, <clears throat> there's really no argument that could be made against the Titans trading for DJ Moore. Uh, it makes that much sense other than the fact that they won't do it. He's young. He's dynamic. He has shown flashes. I think every year he's been in the league, he's had over a thousand yards. Okay, I think it's a great counterpart with Traylon Burks. Um, I think also you can provides, you can get out of Robert Woods' contract next year with zero dead cap, and you can give more of that money. Um, yeah, I, I just think it, it's a it's a no brainer. I think it's the I price. Mean, to go get this guy, what will it take to get DJ Moore? Going back to his contract, though, I mean, this is a guy that's on a pretty good contract, considering too, for what four more years, I uh, believe. Three, uh, yeah, four more years. Yeah, correct. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it would. I I don't know how fans wouldn't be able to look at that and be like, okay, this makes up for the AJ Brown. Deal like the fans that are still upset about that. Sure, one hundred percent. Exactly. Um, if he's not AJ Brown, Chris, but this will it's gonna at least take some pressure off of uh, my, uh, John and Mike. Uh, but but to to argue that does he not have a potentially elite talent? I mean, look at what he's done on the Panthers roster, dude. Like twenty five. He's only twenty five. Like he's done old. that. He's done that on the Panthers roster. Like, I'm not saying the Titans are a better situation for him because we can't throw – we're throwing to Cody Hollister. But, 
I mean, that guy in the right situation, I think, is a potentially elite wide receiver. So outside his rookie season, uh, he had 788 yards, which as a rookie, that's a, that's a damn good season. Um, yeah, it is. Had a thousand, had over eleven hundred yards in each season since, um, which is crazy though. He's only had his season high is four touchdowns. He had four touchdowns each of those three years too. Oh wow, um, that's interesting. But I just think this makes total sense, and like you said, which is exactly why it won't happen. <laughs> yep. He's got a pretty big cap hit uh, next season, twenty five. Uh, then it goes down from there, twenty and twenty. Uh, if you want to rework it and add another year to it, you can definitely do that. Um, yep. And the whole signing bonus um, maneuver teams do now to to lower the cap hit. A lot of teams do that these days. Um, but I think DJ Moore makes absolute sense, and um, I think it just it be, it'd be a great counterpart to to Traylon Burks. So. We can only hope. And Austin, uh, to the listeners, uh, yeah, Austin's already offered to drive to Charlotte uh, if if they trade for him. So I'll pick I'll pick my brother up. <laughs> um, um, it's a it's something that I would love to get my hopes up about, but I'm not going to at all because I know it's just not going to happen. It's just not a trade that I this agree. team makes. No. I, I totally agree. But again, if, if John wants to get this fan base kind of back into it, um, and I don't, Chris, maybe, maybe, maybe they, they've realized that, all right, well, this, this offense does need another playmaker. Um, we do regret trading AJ Brown. Let's, let's make up for it and go get a guy on a little cheaper deal, uh, and DJ Moore. But I think we're, we both agree that if you're not going to pay, there's AJ, also, why we, There's we also Robbie and, Robbie Anderson there uh, on that roster too, but he's on a terrible contract. So I'm out on Robbie. If Robbie Anderson changed his first name, I think from Y to I E. I don't, I don't, I don't really care for guys that change their name. I think it's kind of weird, personally. Uh, he could help. I mean, he could help on this roster, but that contract sucks. So he's not a guy that I would like to see traded for. So I'm um, I'm out. Uh, also. Very uh, weird tweet I saw today. I'm going to shout them out real quick. Uh, Tennessee Tyrant tweeted this. Uh, Jeremy Fowler says he believes the Titans are a dark horse candidate to sign Odell Beckham Jr. Hmm. Interesting, right? I don't know. I mean, you know. Listen, draft night for Odell. If you if is a, there's a video of it, if you go look to, to our Twitter page at Second of Victory, it's like the first tweet we have, and there's a snippet of Odell getting drafted on draft night, and he's in an Eddie George jersey. There's a picture of him in an Eddie George jersey. I mean, Same. listen, there's there's one key thing about Odell Beckham Jr. that makes me think that the Titans might actually sign him. He's coming off an injury. <laughs> Which is why it makes total sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd lo- listen, I've always been an OBJ fan. I oh. love to see him in two tone blue. Uh I I wonder uh I wonder what I guess they really didn't have much of a time to establish a relationship before Robert Woods got hurt. Uh but I, I was gonna say I wonder what him and uh 
what what the relationships like between him and, and Robert Woods. Uh, could that help uh, sure. get him here too? Would be interesting for sure. Um, I I wouldn't put this past the Titans, but I also saw that he tweeted back to a fan. Odell tweeted back to a fan that the offer wasn't right. So I wonder what the Rams offered him to come back. Yeah, the Rams did have an offer for him. He turned it down. So I wonder what that would be. Like, I, what's he wanting coming off an ACL? The, the, the Rams offer him a vet minimum. Uh, was it four mil, five mil? Like, if I'm the Titans, I'm not going above that. I don't think you can give a guy midway through the season any type of significant money, right? No. I mean, I don't think so. I mean, you, you pretty much have – no salary cap to work with right now. You'd have to you'd have to do something, um, restructure somebody or, or something like that. But right now the Titans have negative eleven million dollars in cap space for next year. So, hey, is he a is he a signing just for the rest of the season? Um, I would I think. So. But, like, does he really want to come play with the Titans? Like, it's Odell Beckham. Like, we saw him. He's going on tours pretty much. Like, he's like going on, like, a recruiting business right now from team to team. Yeah. Like, he's got a guy that's going to end up, like, he's rain chasing, I, I would think. Um, yeah, I would say so, too. The Bills. Um, Bills don't need him. Bills don't need him. But, like, that's, that's, a, that's an OBJ thing to do, just go to the Bills. Um, yeah. Some other teams. Packers, yeah, Chiefs, Chiefs don't need them. No, um, I mean, I, I feel like the Rams make the most sense, but at the same time, like the Rams haven't looked very good this year. So the, is the he thinking? Is he the three? Is that a ring chasing situation? I think it's him that makes sense. The 49ers. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the three wild card teams that Jimmy Fowler mentioned were the 49ers, Patriots, and the Titans. I don't, I don't see the Patriots happening. I don't either. Doesn't feel like a culture fit. I mean, no, but which... all like this. This feels like another situation of like Julio Jones passes prime. Yeah. Titans get him. Um, Adrian Peterson passes prime. Titans get him. Yeah. Uh, and Andre Johnson. Andre Johnson, passes prime. Titans get him. And then this would be kind of fitting right there. I mean, we yeah. saw OBJ, like, f- for a little bit, he was balling last season before the ACL injury. Like, he was he was taking over that Super Bowl, if you remember that. Yeah. And had yep. that terrible – sucked. That, that injury sucked because that kind of took the breath out of the, the Rams, but they still found a way to win. Yeah. He uh, – it, it kind of felt like – he was back to being in a position that took advantage of his skill set, which Cleveland didn't really do very well. So, I mean, I think if you can get him in, you've got to like Tim Kelly has to be in that room being like, okay, this is how you get a guy like that involved. Cause we saw him do it with Brandon cooks. You know, it's, you gotta, you gotta focus, you gotta tailor things to those kind of skill sets when you have them. Not saying Brandon Cooks and Odell Beckham are the same player or anything. I'm just saying from a skill set standpoint, Tim Kelly took advantage of Brandon Cooks' skill set. I think you have to do the same with OBJ. For sure. 
Agreed. Um, all right, it's just you and I, so Brett is not here, but you know what time it is. It's time for Name That Titan, presented by Spencer Montgomery, realtor and auctioneer. All right, so I, I think I took it pretty pretty rough on you guys last week, uh, so I'm going to take it a little bit easier, I think. This is a player that I think you can't remember. Um, I'm not going too far back in the archives, okay? Okay. Um, all right. So this player was a first-team All-American at the University of Florida. Okay. Okay. In his NFL career, mm-hmm. he caught 106 passes for 1,056 yards and seven touchdowns. In his career. In his career. Ooh. 106 catches, 1,056 yards, seven touchdowns. Okay. He was a second round pick. In the 2004 NFL draft. By the Titans? By the Titans. Okay. Second round, 2004. I'll let you process that for a second. So he caught balls, second round pick, 04 by the Titans. University. Is that the the same draft as... uh... Is that the three wide receiver draft? For the Titans? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that like the Brandon Jones class? Yeah. No, no, no. This what year was that? Okay. Uh, I want to say it was 05. That was 05? The see. three wide receiver draft? 05, yeah. Courtney Roby, Brandon Jones, Roy Dale Williams. Studs. Okay. Yeah. Huh, you know. Hey, um, there's in that 05 class, I mean, there are some notable names that say the Titans roster for a decent decent amount of time. Was Roy Dale the the best out of that group? Dude, I'd I'd give the upper like hand. Statistically? Oh, Brandon Jones was. It's close, was though. He? It's close. So Brandon Jones had 113 catches. 1398 and nine touchdowns. Roy Dale had 92 catches, 1248 and six touchdowns. Okay. It's not that far off. Yeah. All right. Any guess at all? Second round of 04. 04 wide receiver. By the Titans. Oh, this isn't a wide receiver. This is a tight end. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I know who this is. Oh, man. Uh, Stroop, Ben Troop. Let's go, Chris. Yes. Good shit. Yes. What made you guess that? Uh, Well, because I was just sitting there thinking, like, you know what? Like, if he had a decent career, like, those could be tight end numbers. And, I mean, Ben had a decent Career. Yeah, he's career. Ben Troop. I like it. That was a good one. Awesome. All right. So, obviously, the Titans are on a bye week this next week. Again, much needed. Um, kind of happy that they're having a bye. It, it comes out. Uh, we talked before the year, we were like, oh, crap, the early bye week. I hate that. But, like, 
looking now at it, like it's the most perfect time for this team to get healthy, uh, have a week of rest. Uh, they come back after the bye with right back in division play, uh, the Colts at home. Um, love that. You get that out the way. Um, I would rather face the Colts right now when they're kind of re- – like they're not as good as everyone thinks they can be instead of facing them at the end of the year where they could be red hot. So I like it right here. Yeah. You can hopefully get another game up on them and, you know, win the series against them for the for the season. And and winning the first one, you already had the advantage going in. 100%. And this one's at home now. So yep. uh, you come back, play the Colts. You then head to Houston to play the Texans. You then go on the road Sunday night football to Arrowhead. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a tough game. Mm-hmm. Tough ass game. And then you're back at home the next week against the Broncos. So, a opportunity to go three out of four there. Yeah, opportunity. I mean, you got to think the Broncos are probably going to start putting it together at some point. But will they, Chris? I don't know. I mean, it's yeah, a, you, it's a you bad know, worst case. Man. Worst case, you probably think they will. Um, Javante you know, Williams going the season. Yeah, hopefully they just don't get hot. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna you see. can. I think you can. Be, I mean, this is the Titans. They can beat all of those teams. They can lose to all those teams. So the the going to I think, I think the Chiefs. The Chiefs are the most beatable I've seen them in three years, I think. Yeah, it's, it, it's a bad defense, right? Not a good defense. Yeah. Um, yeah, they should have lost. They should have lost to the Raiders. Winning the Raiders that game would be very smart. 100%. Why go for two? What was the point in that? Tie the game. Yep. Trust your defense. Um, beating the Chiefs on Sunday night feels a lot like the Rams last year. Right, mm-hmm. a team that you go there, you have no business winning that game, and you go and you just smack the Rams. So this would this would be a be huge to go out there and win that game on Sunday night. Um, but I don't. I just want to kind of talk about the next four after that. It, it, you know, there's there's some other tough games in there, but this is a a, a decent stretch of, of four games that you you can win and kind of make your case of, all right, the Titans are still around. Like, it's not a great team, but they're finding ways to pull out some victories. Um, I still think – we talked about it for a long time. The way to win this – to get to the playoffs is win the division. And so, coming out after the bye and having two division games is huge. Um, having that lead uh, in the division is a big deal. Um, halfway through the year, and then at the end of the year, you face a, a Jaguars team. That you know you don't see them until the first time so t- is is until December eleventh. So, um, you got some time to you have to face them and some 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 games in between the Texans and the Jags, um, non conference. So, we shall see. But so far so good. And like we talked to you guys about last you time, know, don't panic. There was no need to panic yet. A lot of football. You know, left. we typically. We typically don't do bowl predictions on bye week, but let's let's do a quick bowl prediction here. Bye week bowl prediction. Let's say the Titans make a trade. Give me two names that you think are possibilities. Oh God, it's probably some left tackle from the Vikings that we never heard of. <laughs> um. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say. 
I'm going to say it. It's DJ Moore. Or I just think they go they go playmaker. Um What about Roquan Smith, Chris? Whew. I love that. I mean, listen, who wouldn't want Ro- Roquan Smith on this team? It, those, it's never going to happen. This is like some Madden shit I'm talking no. about. But Roquan Smith. Um, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go a little more boring with the first one. I'm going to go Andre Dillard. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I'm going to go kind of off the wall wide receiver with his next one, Chase Claypool. Yeah, I was going to say it too, but I was like, man, I, do I really want to watch Chase Claypool? Not really. <laughs> he kind of, he kind of feels like a Titans receiver though, doesn't he? A little bit, just yeah, a little bit. I just don't want to root for him. Yeah. Oh no, something about Clay Plot. I'm not, I'm not a fan of. I think it's a whole TikTok shit. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. It is what it is. It is what it is. I like that though. Bold prediction. Um. All right. Well, Chris, you got. I like that you you got the the name that Titan. Proud of you. Yeah. I'm I'm a little bit harder next next week. Yeah. But all right, enjoy your Titanless weekend of football. Um, some really good college football this weekend. Um, some decent NFL games as well. But enjoy it. This is the this is the healthiest your heart will be the rest of the season. So take, take advantage of it. Weekend without Titans football. Enjoy your Sunday. Not having to worry about it. Sleep in. Um, but get ready for after the bye because this shit starts again. We're back at it, and uh, a long way to go, long season. So, for Chris Carter, my name is Austin Nelson. We appreciate you listening as always. Get again, get us on Twitter at Second of Victory, and make sure you are following us um, and subscribe to the podcast. Get us on Apple Podcast and Spotify. Tighten up. Tighten up.